Unbelievable! Absolutely unbelievable! And welcome, Avs fans. I'm Lauren Gardner here at the Pepsi Center. They got nothing but guts! Guts all over the place! I can't believe Colorado it! Colorado Avalanche complete one of the greatest turnarounds in NHL history. The Colorado Avalanche will return the next year to the Stanley Cup playoffs! And now, let's get you ringside with Lauren Gardner and the gutsiest play-by-play call in hockey, Mark Mosier. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of your favorite hockey podcast, Abs in Your Ear Holes, with Mark Mosier and Lauren Gardner. We're broadcasting live from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Good to see you again. It is freezing. It's good to see you. So I only go on road trips, you know, second and back-to-backs to Minnesota or Winnipeg, which I actually love the people here. It's just so cold. We got off the plane and like immediately I couldn't feel my fingers. It was actually a balmy day in Winnipeg. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's been a lot worse before. Didn't you go down to the corner of Portage and Maine like and wear a t-shirt or I something? I did two years ago because Kyle was there previously and went viral. So Kyle is now banned. Let's circle back to this in not one but two cities in Canada. Yeah, they Good don't want him, him in Vancouver anymore. Nope, they don't after want that him. Puck incident. They don't want him in Winnipeg, but that's okay. We still love Kyle. We lo- oh my gosh, Kyle's one of my favorite people on this planet. I think it's hilarious. He's a legend now. And as we get started with this podcast, we need you to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Put it on social media. Shout it from mountaintops while you're hiking. We'll I take would, it. Yeah, I would take this and I would email it to all your relatives, including your grandma, Aww. who probably wants to get herself Sherry. an Avs podcast. Yeah, Sherry. Grandma Sherry? Hi, Grandma. We oh, love you. Okay, that, that's what you should do with this podcast as we get rolling here. You could send it to other people aside from Grandma. But you have some friends. Yeah, I mean, everybody well, you know. Well, most doesn't have friends, but no, you know, I people don't. listening out there, you have friends. And then you should send it to them. Yes. That would be a good thing. <laughs> so here we are in Winnipeg as the Avs get ready to take on the Jets in another huge Central Division matchup. Coming off a loss against the Nashville Predators and Lauren, the start of this podcast is... Under review. Under review. The Avs with two goals taken away against the Preds. The only goal that counted for the Avs was also a reviewed play on the Matt Calvert redirect. And I'm still sitting here. It it may be freezing cold in Winnipeg, but you know what I am? You're fuming. Flaming torqued. You, but you have this like beautiful like composure right now. You're Radio Moj. Hello, everybody. Yes. But underneath this veneer, yeah, you're, you're seething. You're boiling. It's a good word for it. You need irrefutable, irreversible evidence. Indisputable. That's that's the key, Avalanche fans, to these two goals that were disallowed. They were called good goals on the ice, and then they went back and reviewed and took away two Avalanche goals, one by Ian Cole, one by Colin Wilson, not to mention that when you lose an offside challenge, you get a two-minute minor. The Avs should have had two extra power plays in the game. I just sit here, Lauren, and I look back on it. I've blown up the pixels like the league did and so on. Come on, man. You tell me there's not blue underneath that Sam Gerrard puck. Oh. You tell me. And that spin move, what he did there, he took on all those guys. He looked tremendous out there. What he had to do in order to create that play and then all of that momentum was just taken away. And then the same thing with the Colin Wilson goal. By the way, Ian Cole, uh, two points taken from him. I'll tell you what Ian Cole had to say about that coming up here in just a little bit. But it's a bummer because you're playing the number one team in the Western Conference. You're coming off the funky part of the schedule. And we'll get into this right away. Where you had four days off after a back-to-back in Canada. Coming off four days off from a back-to-back. 
I mean, it's a really weird part of the schedule. Lauren, I'll ask you, do you feel, we know hockey players, we're going to get to this too, yeah. are notorious creatures of habit. Do you feel like maybe the four days off, the two games and the four days off sort of messed up their routine? I absolutely do. And I, I know you spoke with Nathan McKinnon about it. I spoke with a couple of guys. They like the routine. They like the rhythm. However, to his credit, the captain gave Landeskog following last night's loss when he was asked about it. And he knew it was going to be a question. He said, that's not an excuse. You can't use the schedule as an excuse. But even Jared Bednar came out and said, we're not, we don't like the way the schedule is. They want to play every other day. They want to play every two days. Heck, as broadcasters, we like to get into a rhythm. It's kind of weird going four days without broadcasting a game and then going back to backs. And I think it just as it's human nature would dictate that we like to be in some sort of a rhythm. We like Ask me what I did because the game was on NBC against the Nashville Predators. You were crawling out of your skin because you couldn't work. You want to cover your team. I did not know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I sat in the corner of my little office den space in my house. My dogs tried to console me. I rocked back and forth in the in corner. In the fetal position? Were I you did, sucking your thumb? It's it just, it's yeah, I'm a broadcaster. <laughs> I want to be at the game. I want to be calling the game. I know. And so it was difficult for me. But in all honesty, Lauren, it, it's one of those things where guys are out of rhythm and they need to get back in rhythm. And the good part is they'll get an opportunity to do that, starting with these two games yep. here back in Canada at Winnipeg and in Edmonton, and let's get to that Winnipeg game coming up here. Again, a big Central Division matchup in a building the Avs have had a difficult time winning in. But these guys guys are determined. Again, Gabe Landeskog after the game said, no excuse, we're going to keep on keep on keeping on here. Well, exactly, and that's the thing. Like, if you look at the schedule, they it's favorable for the Avs as far as just getting back into the rhythm. If you look at their past record over the past, we'll call it six games now, they played a really solid game against Tampa. I think they're really happy with the way they performed. Even Minnesota, the second of the back-to-back, that loss, they were happy with the way that team played. Just they unfortunately, played a good game in Minnesota. the puck didn't bounce their way. And then Vancouver, of course, Calgary, not happy with that. And that was addressed immediately. The second of that back-to-back, they went out against Vancouver. They played a hard game and took it to overtime, got a point out of it. But yes, now they need two points against Winnipeg. They know it's going to be tough. We know this building is difficult. This is a tough environment to come into and walk away with two points. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It's been tough for the Avs, and it's a very, very good Winnipeg team. But we'll see what the Avs can do. When I look at it, Lauren, again, Semyon Varlamov will go against the Jets, and then we'll find out about Sunday's game against Edmonton. You know what I'm looking for? What are you looking for? I'm looking for Varley to have one of his classic bad mamma jamma Varley games where he just shuts it down and he looks so good. You know, the Calgary game was a wild and woolly affair. He got no help from the guys in front of him, and they admitted that. And then the Nashville game, I look at a couple of those shots, especially the second goal by Sissons. What is it about Colton Sissons? And I don't know how. And the Colorado Avalanche. And then these nationally televised games. I walked by the hallway because I was covering the game on radio, and... He's just sitting there doing his second remission interview and just happy as could be. He's just like, I don't know what it is about this team, but they seem to, you know, it just seems to find the back of the net. Colton Sissons is the kind of guy that you wouldn't expect to be able to make that shot because it was perfect. But you know what? He did. You can't, you can't whine about that. But you, 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 I need Varley, I think, and the Avs need Varley to, to throw yeah. up one of these classic Varley games against the Jets. Yeah, I think that will be critical. And we know that goaltending is critical in this league in general, especially when you see the parity right now. How many teams do you have in this league with 17 points where the Colorado Avalanche are sitting right now? This Western Conference 
is deep. It is tough. So you have to make sure you win these division games, but you need good goaltending. And that's what Varley, I believe, is going to bring. And he realizes that. He knows the pressure is on. Yeah, I think he does. I, I, and listen, both he and Grubauer want to play well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, well, they of both, course, they're not going to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 both are. And they're listen. They're both still really good. They're they're okay. It's just that you're in a funky stretch here against some really good teams too. You have Nashville come to town. You're at Winnipeg, at Edmonton. Two teams that are right there with the in terms of the points as you were talking about. You'll go home. You'll take on Boston and Washington at Pepsi Center. It's a gauntlet. Yeah, it's a really tough stretch of games against some really good teams, so you've got to be prepared. But again, let's go back to the captain. He's the tone setter for this squad. You talk to him, and he says, you know what, we're going to go on out there, we're going to keep playing our tails off. Well, and that's what it, – it's interesting because I've spoken with a lot of people about this around town, and they're saying, oh, man, what's going on? And then, you know, people are just looking at the record and the results, whereas inside that locker room – they are focused on the process. And as long as they go out there and they play sound fundamental hockey, as cliche as that sounds, they are happy because they're happy with being focused on the process because eventually the results will follow. And that's what they did all last year for can the you, most part. Can you focus on the process of taking that hat off your head? I love this hat. What's wrong with this hat? Number one. Okay. Do you want to know the real reason why I wore this hat? You had a bad hair day? I just wanted, yeah, basically. Okay. We have to, okay, so here's the story. We have to dress nice on the plane. And I have a couple of pretty fun, you know, fashion-forward hats. Well, Denver is a very casual city, so we don't get to dress up. So this is my chance, and I didn't want to do my Emily hair. Wade, I believe, is going to put this on social media, which is good, because I don't know what to make of this hat. Here's the thing about it, Lauren. <laughs> I don't I don't befront you wearing a nice hat. Because, befront? Yeah, I think you. you. I think you're fine wearing a nice hat. The thing is, I saw you about an hour and a half before the plane took off and you had the hat on it is now as i by my calculations like seven hours six and a half seven hours later (laughs) the hat has not come off your head i don't know what's going on it's glued okay it's glued to my head it's a it's an accessory it's like a watch do you take your watch off okay when you go to bed i'm trying to describe this hat. it's like a a, a guy's bowler hat that's been (laughs) the brim has been pushed down around your head it's just a kind of a weird looking it's hat. It's a very cool hat. It's like kind of 40s. It's avant-garde. Okay. I don't know. Nikita Zadorov got on the plane and he looked at the hat and he's like, well, you knew what kind of hat you were wearing when we did Pumpkin Pictionary. It was a beret. And he's like, what's that called? I'm like, I don't know. See, people notice the hat, which is good. It's just that you can take it off. I mean, it's okay. We're indoors and it's okay to take it no, off I'm now. I'm good. Okay. Anyway, good. let's move it's, on. It's good. Some positive news regarding Tyson Jost. I want to see him get back healthy. I want to see him get into yes. a rhythm, too. He's been dealing with injury. It, it was not a terrific start to the year for Tyson Jost, but he's a guy that we know can be a contributor on this squad. Sven Andrighetto was also getting closer, and that's a positive sign. But Tyson Jost is on the roadie. Yes, exactly. And he was listed as kind of a game day decision going into the Preds game. And unfortunately, uh, obviously, he wasn't cleared to play. As we know, these head injuries are also very unique. And um, you just have to make sure that you have that. uh, You're just 100% good to go. You don't want to take any chances. So in the case of Tyson Jost, you know he more than anyone wants to get out there on the ice and contribute, especially when it comes to that secondary scoring. And we know last season he had some issues with injuries and this season he thought was going to be kind of that, that opportunity to reach his full potential or at least start to kind of scratch that surface. And he looked good truth be told towards the beginning of the season. So I know he's itching to get back and you know what, in front of his hometown. And I did talk to him about it. So, you know, he lives with JT Confer, who's also going through the same thing. So he said it was actually really nice to be able to talk to somebody 
you know, who, who can relate. And um, it was nice to, it's obviously hard to be watching a team where you want to contribute. You can't be out there, but it was also good to have the company. I, it's funny. I told Gabe Landeskog that too. I said uh, I felt like I was a healthy scratch against the Preds. I didn't. I didn't like. He it, laughed. Man. Yeah. Hey, I. You had. You had the offer to work ringside on the radio, but you let me do it. Yeah. You know what I didn't know? After all these years, because I've been doing the TV games, I didn't know there was not a second intermission interview. So I broke from my place in the corner and I walked back to the locker room outside. And I put the headset on and I just waited. <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Let's well, you can't see podcasters. She's down there standing in the hallway all by I was, I was like, guys. Herself. Guys. Hello? So Tyson Jost is okay. on the road trip. That's a positive <laughs> sign. And, uh, and look, Miko Rantanen's on TSN right now. Yeah, how about that? Leading the league in points. Yeah. Yes. Pretty, oh. Pretty cool stuff. So Miko Rantanen. We've known the secret's been out for a while, right? Like he's been growing up in front of our eyes. Now twenty-two years old. I remember back Moj two years ago when he made his season debut and we rode with him to the rink from just the kind of like uh, long-term hotel that he was staying at, and he was just our little Miko. And so he turns twenty-two, and I tell him happy birthday after practice one day, and he looks at me and he says, "I'm no longer your little brother." He's Whoa. like, I am grown up. Miko Rantanen at 22 years of age is a grown up. So, yeah, that's sad for me. But good for him because he's dominating. The league is now recognizing that. And apparently some, I, I'm assuming they're fellow Finns, but he has his own song. You know you've made it when you have your own song. No doubt about it. And, and it's funny because Kyle Keefe, uh, Miko Rantanen. I said a Miko Rantanen. Uh, Miko Rantanen. Go, Rantanet. I said, Miko Rantanet. Here we go now. Miko. <laughs> that's pretty, that's, that's That was really good. That was good. I, it's funny because Kyle said, why are Finnish guys always smiling? Why are they always so happy? And he said, good parenting. Just good parenting it in is. Finland. Yeah, it must it be. Is. I mean, do you remember when they came to visit last year? And they all had the signs for him. And his mom came up in the hallway. She gave you a gift to give to him. Well, it was actually a family friend did. Yeah. And oh, his mom friend, gave okay. me a big hug. And then he has another family friend who brought me a sign. I was pretty happy about that one. That's because, cool. like, I apologize for that guy. I'm like, that guy's my hero. Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But we're not talking about the egg. The egg is buried. Yeah. The egg it's is over. gone. It's done the, with. The, the lucky egg is, is no more. But uh, in terms of, of having Jost out, I like what the line with Kerfoot and Dries. And Wilson has done. I like the energy that those guys are bringing. Maybe a non-traditional, quote, second line, right? But I, oh, like, yeah. what they, I like what they've done. It was interesting because I went on uh, TSN radio here in Winnipeg, Canada last night to preview this game. And they were... Really, I was home sitting in the corner of my den. How was that? Was it, but you were with your dogs. Yeah, they're good boys. So you boys. had that going for they're you. super good boys. <laughs> Do it. Who's the good boys? <laughs> Every time we see a dog, I mean, whether it be at home or on the road, he talks to any dog. I mean, it could be killer. Dude, you don't I know. Love, it could bite. I, he talks I to this thing dogs, like man. it's his his own personal dog, and the owner's like, excuse me, this is my animal, but that's love, fine. Well, everybody, <laughs> you know what? They were the worst in uh, Buffalo. Like, nobody would let me pet their dog in Buffalo, but in Columbus, <laughs> everybody was totally chill, man. They're like, yeah. yeah, pet the heck out of my dog. Love it. Go crazy. That's awesome. What do you call them? Puppuses. <laughs> Who's a puppuses? <laughs> All right, so anyway, go, go okay. on. I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah, so they're raving about the second line. And I was like, you know, this was kind of a makeshift line. And as we know, Jared Bednar has been kind of tinkering with the second and fourth lines. And he really doesn't label them second, third, fourth lines. He's just saying if they all Correct. Yeah. are beginning to Correct. receive the same amount of minutes. And he's making people earn their ice time. And that's exactly what Sheldon Dries has done. Does anybody attack the net 
like Sheldon Dries. I, I have been really impressed with the way he's played in his, his just aggressive offense. Dude, I love me some Sheldon Dries. For Fs fans who don't really know about Sheldon Dries, and, and they were talking all about him on the broadcast against the Preds, but Dries is a guy who played at Western Michigan and played, obviously, really good college hockey. Got, yeah, Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Got an I just a- covered a football game there this summer, so. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I hate you they so got an much. A- they got an, AHL con- you got an AHL contract with the Dallas Stars, play with the Texas Stars. They went all the way to the Calder final, lost to the Toronto Marlies, but he had a terrific he set a, Yeah, he set a record. But I said to him, we were talking in training camp, and I go, hey, man, NHL training camp. He's like, yeah. He goes, I didn't even get invited to the Stars training camp last year. I just had a straight-up AHL contract. They wouldn't even let me in the door. You know, I just played in the AHL. So it was his first training camp. He impressed, sent down, you know, and he's a guy that's trying to learn the National Hockey League level. But when you look back to last week, Lauren, it's so cool, man. Two goals in his fist, assist, three points in his first two games in Canada. Pretty cool, man. It's so cool. It never gets old for me to see a guy score his first NHL goal. I mean, it was a redirect. Second one was a great, uh, great redirect. But I'm happy for a guy like him. And you know what? He's earning what he's getting because he's down there working hard. Took a puck in the face. Yeah. Against the the Nashville Predators. Bam, right in the kisser. So he's doing a pretty good job. (laughs) He's doing a great job. And like you said, you could not ask for a better kid off the ice and just, you know, talking to him about how thankful he is to be here and unfortunately in his debut we showed the wrong people as his family because they switched tickets right. but we eventually went There's up two there random human beings <laughs> on the planet and we think they may have some some dries <laughs> dna in them we can't be sure we're conducting a dna test on the concourse right now and we'll find out <laughs> we're contacting you 23 and, you, you, and, and, and you hung me out to dry and so Doug in the in the truck goes, Our producer. We're not sure that that's even uh, those are even his family <laughs> members. But just like, go with it for now. Well, I asked PR, I said, Hey, can you just give me the, the Dry's family seats? And they're like, sure. And then so he even said, because we went and did a feature with him for Avalanche 360, he was kind enough to do but, that no, the I think next it, day. They were Tyson Joe's whose family they were somebody's family. Yes, it was Tyson Joe's, I believe, and Uncle, because they live up in Loveland. So we did we we corrected the mistake and we we got the correct Dry's family on there. But how proud must they be? of their son. Well, dude, I think people, I think anytime you make it to the national hockey league at any level, you've got to be proud. I mean, you know, the major league baseball side, having covered baseball for a long time, that if if a player makes their major league debut, I mean, it's a big, it's huge. Anytime somebody makes that debut, the fact that you made it to the show, you have your McKinnons and your Landis Goggs and your Rantanins and your Varleys and Barry's and Johnson's and all your top stars. But, when a guy who coming out of Western Michigan isn't expected to do anything makes it to the show and has a couple of goals now and you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's a it's a big deal for a player and a big deal for a family. And then let's see what that guy can do with it. Exactly. You reflect back on all those early mornings you're driving to the rink and you know, especially as a family. You know, it's a, a, the, the hockey moms, right? You, you always talk about the moms and the sacrifices they make and the moves they make and all these different things. And then it all just pays off right there. And obviously it's more, it's also about the process as we talk about the journey, the lessons you learn, the man it turns you into. But to step out on the ice, making your NHL debut, that is so special. You just sounded pretty profound right there. That was profound. I, I went to a moment. I've been meditating lately. I told you, dude. Okay. I'm not sure I want to get into all that, to be honest <laughs> you with you. You could use a little meditation. Well, I'm not arguing that I could Especially after I'm that Preds that game. I don't want to go there at this moment during this podcast. Okay. Well, that's fair. That's a podcast for another time. <laughs> right. Well, that's a whole <laughs> 
It'll be Moj and Lauren's uh, Zen in your Zen in your ear holes podcast. <laughs> How's that sound? Uh, let's do it. Let, let's get a little bit more uh, going on here too, because it, let's not make any mistake about it. The Avs have lost four in a row. They got a point out of out of the Vancouver yep. game, but they want to get one. And again, Lauren, you were looking at those standings again, and the Central Division is so dang tough. Uh. And now here comes Edmonton in the mix. Dallas, of course, is, has risen up. They're right in the mix as well. You know, it's crazy because the Avs only get two games. When you talk about that crazy schedule, two games in the span of 10 days. And they go from third in the entire NHL to now just on the outside looking in for the postseason in the Western Conference. It just shows you what we've already known. And you can look at it and the data is right in front of you every single day. This is a hard, hard conference you're going to have to fight for every single point. And these guys know that. They truly do know that. So it's going to be fun in Winnipeg. I mean, these guys are going to come loaded for bear. I can't wait to see it. And same kind of story with Edmonton as well. I know these guys have a different different mentality this year. And, Lauren, you look at every single game outside the Columbus game where they were tight in the third and lost 5-2. And the Calgary game, they had a 4-1 lead, but they didn't play well. I mean, they've been right there in every single dang game. Yes, yes. Every it, single game, they've been right there. And luck is bound to go their way. You look at the Rangers game, they're losing a shootout. Once you get to a shootout, it could go either way, right? You talk about... And in overtime, when you look at Yes, the, the, yeah, the, the, like the, the two, first the Calgary, Calgary game, game right? when you have Johnny Goudreau with a breakaway. Yeah, the crossbar and off Bork's gut. I know, I know. Come on, man. But it's okay. It's. I think every team has to go through this kind of adversity. We can't forget that this Avalanche team is still very young. They're still in the process of developing. And, yes, they found a lot of success last year, and they want to build on it, and they know they can. And I think that first round of the playoffs last year gave them a lot of confidence. But if you're going to go through a little bit of a slump, I would say it should happen at this point in the year rather than in you know the final quarter. And Jared Bednar says he breaks the seasons down into games of 10. And he wants to get at least 12 points out of each of those 10 games. So they have their work ahead of them. But I think they'll be fine. All right, let me go back to it. Hockey players are notorious creatures of habit. At home, on the road, it doesn't matter. What you generally like is play, off. Play, off. Play, off. Play, play, off, off, play. I mean, that's how it goes, right? <laughs> is it that a song? Like, is, like, that, oh, is that going to be on the do, billboard? Do, do, do. That sounds kind of silly. No, but what I'm saying but is... But I like it leads to play-offs. Yeah, but they're getting, huh? back, they're getting back into that. You know, I think, honestly, those four days off, I know that guys needed to get healthy a little bit, right? When you're talking about the first four days off after the Minnesota yeah, game. Yeah, but That it, was a grind. They it, had seven it, games in 12 yeah, days. Yeah, but, but it makes you get... Funky, you know, you're like an engine. Okay, if I can, bit. I just describe the the mannerisms no, of Mark Mosher right now. His body language, he's kind of like doing this chicken neck thing, and then his back is contorting in different directions, and he looks like he might need medical attention. I know it's not pretty. What I'm saying is, now they get back into a schedule that guys like. Let's just get out there, play, have a day off, play, have a day off. Yeah, I mean, just get back into your rhythm, back into your routine. And there's there are rhythmic portions of a National Hockey League season that guys just start to flow in. You know what I mean? They just start to they start to feel it. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's where they'll get. They'll be fine. It's fine. And you know what? They'll start. They'll hopefully, uh, you know, get to have some games back at Pepsi Center, and I think that's going to do them a lot of good. You know, they played away from home a lot here at the beginning of the season, so it'll be nice to get some more games back inside Pepsi Center, get the crowd back on their side. People in Colorado and Denver, they're excited about their avalanche hockey, but like you said, yes, it's all about the rhythm. You go to the rink, you get your skate in, and I think this year especially – 
Jared Bednar and his staff, they've been really good about letting the players decide how much rest they need and giving them the choice. Hey, do you need to go out and practice today? Do you need to work on this? I think a lot of the work is going on inside of the, the film room, and they're focusing on that and some of the mistakes they made in the rest. They're using rest as a weapon. Now that we're in Manitoba, can I talk oh, about Oh, Manitoba, one of, hey? Oh, yeah, hey, don't you know? Can I talk <laughs> about one of my favorite Manitobans? Well, of course. Matt? What if I said no? Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Maybe you and your hat can just step aside. <laughs> Matt. This is a studio audience, by the way. <laughs> Matt Calvert. Dude. Great dude. Okay. Who, uh, uh, this is a little trivia action. Who's yeah, the man. best redirector, puck redirector on the team? Matt Calvert. Well, it's Gabe it, Landeskog. Gabe Landeskog is number but one. But Matt Calvert's okay. too. Matt Calvert's number two. Well, I thought it was a, yeah. No, no, I, I was. I'm not trying to. I'm, what I'm not doing is I'm not playing a trick on you. You're right. Gabe Landeskog's yes, number Gabe one. Yes, Gabe Landeskog. Matt Calvert, in my eyes, is number two. He, that's how he got his goal against the Predators, too. The redirect. But I watched Matt Calvert in practice one day. There's a real art to redirecting. I've watched National Hockey League players for the last 25 years redirect pucks in practice, and you can tell who's good at it. And you can tell who stinks to high heaven at it. Well, these it's, are, it's a difficult art. You may, art. You much may like... even see elite players, Lauren, elite goal scoring, may really good players who can't do it a lick the way that some guys can do it. There's a knack to it. Or there's... angles. There's a hand-eye coordination. How often do you see Miko Rantanen and Gabe Landeskog working on that after a practice? Lot. A lot. A lot. It's almost a religion for them. But I watched Matt Calvert one day, and I watched he, you know, he has the defenseman firing pucks. Right, this is at the end of practice. Man, I don't know. They must have fired forty pucks at him, and I think he only didn't touch like two or three of them. And those That's that impressive. he did, he was mad. You know what I mean? He was he was angry and upset about it. So he gets his stick on the puck a lot. So when we look back at that Nashville game and the redirect that he had, that they had to review again. How do you feel about that? I just think it's ridiculous. I love I'm going to say one thing about the review, and I hope that Gary Bettman's not listening because he may be upset about it. Uh, I'm just warning you right now. Okay, speak uh, your piece. Let's do it. Avenue of the Americas, if you're listening in, I'm going to say something about it. And I'm not going to get <laughs> myself in trouble. But he's really good at it. He's really good at what he does. We look back at They had to review it. It was under the crossbar. It was a good goal. But Matt Calvert got that, and, and it, it sometimes it's very difficult from way outside, man. It's hard. When a puck is moving you know, maybe 90 miles an hour, it's hard to get your stick Well, they talk about how tough it is to hit a baseball, right? They say that's the most difficult thing to do in sports. Right. This is extremely similar, if not more difficult, because you have to angle your stick. Right, you're just not trying to touch it. Yeah, you're, you're not trying to make contact. You're right. not only making contact, but you also have to angle your stick in a fashion that will direct the puck past the goaltender into the net. Oh, by the way, there might be traffic. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. Can I get back to the the disallowed goal? Oh real yes, quick? please do. On my radio By show, all means. on my radio show with Vic Lombardi, morning seven to ten on Tune Altitude in. Sports Radio ninety two five on the Altitude 5. Radio Network. I made a good point, and and he just seemed to think that it was rubbish. Vic thought this. You know, the, the, there's a there's a telescope in outer space, right? Named the Hubble. You I've heard, heard of it. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I've, I've I have a third grade education. Okay, and they have a new one going out there too, right? They have a new one that's going to look like, you know, into like 18 different dimensions or whatever it's going to do. Well, you look back in time. Well, whatever. Like travels. Yeah, you, yeah. you're right. If you, well, I don't want to talk about light years and actually looking back <laughs> in time. Once again, a podcast for another what time. We're, what we're seeing <laughs> actually happened 85 million years ago. Yeah. But what I'm telling you is that you've got a Hubble Space Telescope that can look at a galaxy. 85 million light years. I see from, where you're going with this. From, from Earth. 
And we can see back like the, the, the cluster of like 12 billion years ago, this cluster. And I'm going, whoa, that's amazing because I like that stuff. I'm, I'm a hockey guy, but I also like to expand my knowledge base. My brain wants to learn. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I can't believe how beautiful these pictures are from a place that I could never, ever visit. I feel like I could reach out and touch that nebula. There is a point But you here, have yeah. a camera on a blue line and you look at it and it looks like six penguins are marching in a line <laughs> when you blow Come on, NHL. Get some high-def, high-speed stuff going on. That's a really this. good point. I'm that is an extremely this. fair point. If you are going to decide National Hockey League games and points... On calls like that, you better have a camera that can see a Nats behind from 30 feet away on the blue line. That's all I'm saying. No, that's a great point. If you're I, watching the game, would you be okay watching that in standard definition as a fan? Absolutely not. Think about the kind of money on the line, the playoff spots. It's a big deal. Each and every goal matters. We saw that. Last season came down to game 82. I completely agree with you. You know what I want to do to your hat right now? That's what I'd want. Stomp to, on that, it. That's what I'd want to do <laughs> to the people who are throwing these cameras that are like a 1977 Kodak Instamatic on the blue line, dudes. Put some good. Put you know. Put the high. The, it's the high speed, high defs, right? Mm -hmm. So you can see everything move. It's a motion. Polaroid. So and then it yeah, prints uh, out on the ice for you. <laughs> you know what I mean, though, right? I know exactly okay. what you mean. I the know, technology I, I, is available, I, and it is absolutely ridiculous this day and age with the league, with these kind of resources that they don't invest in that. I had to go to the end of the universe with Hubble to get it, to where yeah, I am right I, now. Eventually, I was losing my patience because we would like to go have some dinner here in a minute. Okay, I'm just telling you that, man, put a... I mean, I'd like for you to be finished with that point by the time you know, morning skate begins. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you go to dinner, I'm going to stay in my room and I'm going to argue the point to the wall and I'm going to talk about Hubble and I'm going to talk about That's pixels. Great. The wall won't talk back. I'm going to talk about pixels. I'm going to talk about grains of blue paint. I mean, you, seriously, you want me to go find some grains of blue paint underneath that puck from Sam Gerard? I oh. will find you blue paint. Dude, I will find it. I know. You, <laughs> you want me to find angles and whatnot on the puck in the air with Kerfoot's crossing the blue line? Okay. I will, I will find Here's you. the deal. I will Zapruder film this thing. Here's the story. What? You were at home watching. I know we talked about this with your dogs. You're watching the national Who, broadcast. And they are. Good puppies. These are good boys. Okay. So it's no, I mean, we understand. You people listening, we're all homers, right? So, of course, we are seeing this thing through burgundy and blue glasses. What was the national broadcast saying about this? Oh, they were saying it's the worst call in the history of the league. No, there not, you have not, it. Not, not really. Not really. <laughs> not really. No, they really weren't really. Um, they, you, know, you know, it's very right down the middle, which is fine. I just, if you call it a good goal, I don't know there's enough evidence to overturn Well, it. and that's, the players couldn't opinion. say anything. And I, I had to do my due diligence in asking Ian Cole following the game about his thoughts. Of course, he deferred to not because he doesn't want to get himself into any trouble. And back to, back to Ian Cole, let me say this, and he's so awesome. He has been he says, playing you know really well at earning that spot there with Sam Gerrard. His second goal taken away, another point taken away. He said, you know what, move on. He said, today I've moved on. I'm ready to go against the Winnipeg Jets. That's how a pro thinks. And that's he's a, a vet, and he operates. has two Stanley Cup rakes. That's how a and pro And that's thinks. why. Absolutely. You, th you know what? Pfft, done. We're moving on. Instant Here amnesia. Here come the Jets. Let's go get them. Yeah. So th these guys are total pros. They're totally cool. And if anybody listening at the Avenue of the Americas, New York, New York, wants to, to, to 
call me. I'm sure they're big fans. You, I will Huge offer fans. you the camera in my phone, and I will <laughs> tape it. To, I will tape it against the boards at the blue line, <laughs> and then you can blow that son of a gun up and find that the Avs two goals should be allowed. The Preds should have. Well, Apple does sponsor the NHL with those tablets with Good the point. iPads, so. This is, yeah, Mark Mosier signing out. It's been fun. <laughs> the NHL has intercepted this podcast. All I said is I just want to see it better. That's all. I is agree. That okay? We're asking just for some incremental improvements. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> That's a non-getting busted by the league way to put it, Lauren. And you're, you're a little bit cooler than I am I was a political it. science major. I know how to be diplomatic. All right, let's take your hat and go get a bite to eat here in beautiful Winnipeg. What do okay. you say? Okay, I love that idea. It's just a nice night for a stroll. One more time, remind people to... Rate, review, subscribe, post on social media, tell your friends, tell your family this thing is getting bigger by the day. We appreciate you listening. We love you, Avs fans. You are the best fans in all sports. We'll talk to you next time on Avs In Your Ear Holes podcast. And wait till you see Lauren's head. It'll make you barf.